Do you feel prepared? With everything going on in the world, do you find yourself thinking about self-defense, home protection, and financial protection more than ever? One form of financial protection is diversification. Gold has often been used to protect assets against inflation. Gold is a global reserve asset, and countries are buying massive amounts of gold as a hedge against financial collapse. It's time to help protect yourself and invest in gold. Stop thinking things are going to get better. You need to look out for yourself and your family. Visit LearnAboutGold.com. LearnAboutGold.com is a simple, free educational website. LearnAboutGold.com can help you learn about gold. Our website has extensive educational resources that can help guide you along the path of precious metals investing. It's time to inform yourself about why owning gold is more important today than ever. LearnAboutGold.com. That's LearnAboutGold.com. Three words. LearnAboutGold.com. The Department of Homeland Security is expecting an unmanageable surge of migrants at the southern border as the White House allows Title 42 to expire. We have potentially more people who will be crossing our border illegally by the end of this year than live in Los Angeles. We'll discuss the drastic action Texas Governor Greg Abbott has taken to stop the flow of migrants into his state. I'm Georgia Howe with Daily Wire Editor-in-Chief John Bickley. It's Thursday, April 14th, and this is Morning Wire. The midterm election is 208 days away, while many primaries happen next month. We speak to a Democrat strategist about which races are heating up and which you should be watching. And New Jersey public schools have approved a new sex ed curriculum that teaches students in first grade about gender identity. What will the lessons look like and how do parents feel about the new content? Thanks for waking up with Morning Wire. Stay tuned. We have the news you need to know. This show is sponsored by Birch Gold Group. The market's slow decline has now worsened, and you need to make sure that your savings are protected with alternative investments. Hedge your savings today before it's too late with Birch Gold. Text the word WIRE to 989898 to claim a free info kit on physical gold and silver today. Again, text WIRE to 989898 to protect your savings with Birch Gold today. Frustrated with the federal government's unwillingness to secure the southern border, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has ordered enhanced safety inspections at all Texas ports of entry and even sent a busload of migrants to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. So, John, we've been tracking this story very closely, and Texas Governor Greg Abbott actually delivered on his promise to send the bus. People didn't think he was going to do it. So how many people were on that bus and what happened to them? So the first bus arrived yesterday morning at about 8 a.m., and the migrants were dropped off a few blocks from the White House, in fact. We don't know the exact number of travelers in the bus, but it could hold about 40 passengers. After arriving in D.C., the passengers were told they were free to go. Now, are the migrants given a place to live or a time to check in, or are they just cut loose? Well, first, in order to get on the bus, the migrants needed to be processed by Homeland Security. And they also had to volunteer to go to D.C. They can't be forced to go there. Video shows multiple men and at least one woman getting off the bus, at which point Border Patrol agents remove their wristbands, shake their hands, and even in some cases, give them hugs. And then the migrants... uh, just walk away. So at this point, it's unclear what their next steps will be. Now, why did Governor Abbott send these migrants to D.C.? 
Yeah, actually, the governor addressed that in a press conference where he basically said he was trying to pressure the federal government to change the border policies, hurting the people of his state. We met with uh, more than two dozen local officials who represent either cities or counties on the border. And I got to tell you, they are angry and upset about all of the catastrophes caused by the Biden open border policies. As for the timing, it's largely a response to the president announcing that he is allowing Title 42 to lapse on May 23rd. As we've highlighted before, Title 42 is a Trump-era COVID policy that allows Border Patrol to expel migrants seeking asylum to prevent the spread of disease. It's actually a CDC policy rather than a Border Patrol policy. The Department of Homeland Security told reporters last month they're bracing for 18,000 migrant encounters a day once the policy is lifted. Many of these will likely be released into small Texas communities on the border. So is President Biden facing political pressure to lift Title 42? Actually, it's sort of the opposite. Ending Title 42 is fairly unpopular with voters and even among some Democrats. For example, a poll by Politico and Morning Consult released just this Wednesday, as the first bus was arriving, in fact, found that 54% of all registered voters and 53% of independents oppose removing border controls. Meanwhile, five Senate Democrats, including Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, are sponsoring legislation to delay lifting Title 42 for at least 60 days. They argue that the federal government simply isn't prepared for this influx of migrants. So is this move by Abbott having an effect? How has the White House responded? Well, as of recording, they haven't addressed it directly, but there's evidence that Abbott might be having an effect. Many of the border communities that were initially complaining about the influx of migrants are now reporting that the federal government stopped dropping them in their towns around the time Abbott made the announcement back on April 6th. In the meantime, Governor Abbott is taking whatever action he can to secure the state's border. Deploying razor wire at low water crossings and high traffic areas. Creating container blockades to drive people away from low water crossings. And additionally, the National Guard will begin its first phase of mass migration rehearsals tomorrow. Well, this is definitely a very real issue down in Texas. Mm -hmm. We'll see if lawmakers in D.C. start to feel a sense of urgency. We will. Coming up, we break down the most anticipated races in the upcoming midterm elections. This show is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Over 85% of the grass-fed beef sold in stores and online is imported from overseas. You're paying a premium for imported goods that don't even get USDA graded. That's why you should get all your beef, chicken, and seafood from Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers deliver steakhouse quality to your door. So head on over to goodranchers.com wire or use code wire at checkout to get their biggest offer ever. $30 off your first order plus free express shipping. Visit goodranchers.com wire today. The 2022 midterm elections could upend the balance of power in Washington. Here to tell us about the latest developments and the races to watch is Daily Wire reporter Ben Johnson. Thanks for joining us, Ben. Thanks for inviting me. So, Ben, analysts have said the 2022 midterms will bring a new Republican majority to Congress. Does that still hold? Absolutely. A new Pew Research poll shows there's a significant enthusiasm gap in favor of Republicans. Polls show President Biden's approval rating is 10 points underwater, and Vice President Harris polls even lower with the public. Mix in the economic pain caused by the highest inflation rate in 40 years, and things look bad for the party in power. Democratic campaign consultant Doug Schoen, a former advisor to President Bill Clinton, told me Democrats who double down on strident, progressive messages will pay the price in November. The 
agenda of the Biden administration is a loser. We've seen that in poll after poll and special election after special election. I would tell them to run much more as fiscal conservatives, much more inclusively, and much more promoting a bipartisan agenda. And I would attack the Republicans for being extreme in the party of Trump. But frankly, I don't think it's going to work. And even more, I don't think they're going to do it. Now, obviously, both parties still need to choose their nominees. What's happening in the primaries? President Donald Trump has endorsed the former TV personality Dr. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania's Republican Senate primary. Some conservatives have questioned Oz's conservative credentials because of his past comments on abortion, transgender ideology, and gun control. On Fox News Monday night, Oz says he's pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, and opposes teaching gender ideology in the schools. Polls show before the endorsement, Oz trailed former hedge fund executive David McCormick, who's endorsed by former Senator Rick Santorum. This race may show us the strength of Donald Trump's endorsement this cycle. He wanted me to be America first. He knew I had to be conservative. He asked tough questions. I mean, this went on for several months, making sure that I was the right person, in his opinion. And he wanted someone who would fight for what they believe in. He did not want a wallflower. Perhaps the most significant development in the House is the money race in Wyoming. Liz Cheney holds the state's only congressional seat, which was once held by her father. In the first quarter of this year, her primary challenger, Harriet Hegeman, raised a massive $1.3 million, most of it from inside the state. Also late last month, more than 100 House Republicans, including House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and House Conference Chair Elise Stefanik, who took Cheney's old position last May, held a fundraiser for Hegeman, bringing in about $215,000. Liz Cheney has the support of Senator Mitt Romney. Mm. Cheney also has $6.8 million in her war chest, and she raised $3 million last quarter. But almost all of that comes from outside the state. Donors in six different states donated more to Cheney's campaign than Wyoming voters. In fact, Massachusetts donated nearly as much to Cheney as Wyoming. Hmm. Hegeman looks to hold a prohibitive lead in the polls, but Cheney has one hope. Wyoming has an open primary system, so Democrats could change their registration on Election Day to vote against Hegeman. But Republicans make up 70 percent of the state voters, so even a full-scale Democratic defection might not be enough. Schoen said general elections in most House seats may not be very competitive this year. I think the House is pretty much uh, a foregone conclusion that the Republicans will win and will win probably with a pretty big majority. Now, Schoen thinks the Democrats' best hopes are in the Senate. What are some of the most contested Senate races? One of the tightest right now is in Georgia, where incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock trails Republican hopeful former NFL star Herschel Walker by four points in a new poll. In Nevada, Republican Adam Laxalt holds a small lead over first-term incumbent Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. And Arizona still looks like a toss-up, with Democrat Mark Kelly holding a four-point lead over a generic Republican challenger to retain the Senate seat once held by Barry Goldwater. Another race to watch, although it's not in the Senate, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp is currently leading likely Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams by seven points. And, of course, there are some other notable governor's races that don't look to be very close, including in Florida, where Republican Ron DeSantis currently leads his potential opponents by nine points and looks to win handily. Did Schoen give any idea what could help the Democrats retain the Senate? Republican division and self-sabotage. 
For example, during an Ohio Senate primary debate last month, Republican hopefuls Josh Mandel and Mike Gibbons stood literally toe-to-toe and looked ready to come to blows. Josh, wars in Iraq. Don't tell me I haven't worked. Don't tell me I haven't worked. You, you don't know squat. Exchanges like that, Schoen says, are Democrats' best hope in 2022. Yeah, that's certainly divisive. Thanks for bringing us that report, Ben. It's my pleasure. That's Daily Wire reporter Ben Johnson. First graders in New Jersey's public schools are slated to learn about gender identity in the fall, thanks to the state's new education standards. The new standards have raised serious concerns among some parents who say the material is not appropriate for young students. Daily Wire investigative reporter Mairead Alordi is here with the details for us. So, Mairead, tell us about these new New Jersey standards. Sure. So this comes down from the New Jersey Education Department. These new state sex education guidelines were introduced in 2020, but they don't take effect until this fall. They specify what sex education topics should be taught to which children at what ages. And do we know what these lessons on gender identity are going to look like? Actually, we do. One New Jersey school district distributed a sample lesson. The 30-minute lesson called Pink, Blue, and Purple teaches first graders how to define gender, gender identity, and gender role stereotypes. It also tells kids that they might have, quote, boy parts but feel like a girl, and vice versa, or they may even feel like both a boy and a girl. The material gets more graphic for slightly older students. In fifth grade, students are introduced to puberty blockers as one healthy way to manage puberty. There are also lessons on masturbation, and students are instructed that masturbating, quote, a few times a day is a healthy way to relieve stress. Now, how is this playing with parents? Well, a lot are concerned. Part of the reason this story got in the headlines this week is because a group of parents reached out to New Jersey Republican Senator Holly Shapizzi about it. I've had teachers, Democratic teachers, who have reached out and said, thank you for exposing this. We don't want to teach us stuff. Um, the far left has just gone so extreme on this type of stuff that parents are really fighting back. And I think it's something that parents' voices really need to be heard on these type of things. One of the major issues parents have with all this is they believe these lessons are actually inducing gender confusion where it didn't exist before. They point to picture books geared towards very young kids that directly teach children that their gender may be different from their sex and which may inadvertently encourage kids to change gender. For example, here's a clip from a video distributed by Seattle Public Schools. I've always known that I'm a girl teddy, not a boy teddy. I wish my name was Tilly, not Thomas. The narrator goes on to explain the message of the book. We also see somebody demonstrating um, their gender, how they identify themselves, how they know in their heart and their mind to be a boy, a girl, neither, both. So definitely very different lessons from the ones we got in elementary school. Very different. Mairead, thanks for reporting. That's Daily Wire investigative reporter Mairead Elordi. Another story we're tracking this week. The man suspected of shooting 10 people on a Brooklyn subway train was arrested Wednesday afternoon. The 62-year-old suspect was arrested after police received a tip on its Crime Stoppers hotline. Thanks for listening to Morning Wire. We created this show to bring more balance to the national conversation. If you love our show and you stand with our mission, please consider subscribing, leaving us a five-star rating, and most importantly, sharing our podcast with a friend. That's all the time we've got this morning. Thanks for waking up with us. We'll be back tomorrow with the news you need to know. 
If you like this podcast, subscribe to our Morning Wire newsletter, available exclusively to Daily Wire members. Use code MORNINGWIRE to try a Reader's Pass membership and get your first month for only 99 cents. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like not paying attention to a safety demonstration on a flight. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But what if one day that yellow mask drops down and you don't know what to do with it? It's better to be safe than sorry, and the same applies to your online activity. ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It's so secure it would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash wire. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash wire to get an extra three months free. expressvpn.com slash wire.